It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. As the old saying goes, sometimes a setback contains the seeds of a future success. So, Could that old axiom be true for better legislative bills and good governing? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, there have been a series of setbacks, uh, and those could lead to some real opportunities for better governing, better bills, even better politics. So many Americans were upset at recent Supreme Court decisions on a wide range of issues, from guns to abortion to environmental regulations. But there might be a seed of success in there. These decisions are forcing Congress and state lawmakers to start doing their jobs and crafting legislation that is better for everyone. And we're going to dig into this and look into some of the ways it's happening already. Because what the court has basically been saying in all of these cases is it's not our job to make the law. That is Congress's job, and that is the job of state legislatures. It is not the job of the courts to legislate. Their job is to to rule (laughs) and and to apply how these things are, are carried out. And so let's look at some examples of, again, maybe some of these seeds of success that have been planted in some of these what some people are calling setbacks on some of these rulings coming out of the Supreme Court. Now, one that we featured here on Monday this week, uh, and one that uh, has just been a, uh, just a gem of a conversation, was between two members of Congress who are very, very, and I'll add one more very, different in their legislative approach and how they view solutions and the role of government. Representative Jayapal, a Democrat from Washington, state of Washington, uh, she heads the Progressive Caucus. So you often will see her mentioned in similar lines with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and those of the squad. Uh, She is very smart. She came on Inside Sources on Monday with none other than our own Representative John Curtis from here in the state of Utah. And these two have come together to work on a gun safety bill, particularly as it relates to suicide prevention. And in the course of our conversation, we talked about how the fact that some of these setbacks, because of court rulings, has forced legislators to legislate. And so they're now looking at smaller bills, more focused bills, more precision bills, more targeted bills that actually produce real results for the American people. And so I asked Representative Jayapal about that, how she and John Curtis had come together on an issue just like this. 
I think those are the kinds of things that are that are very exciting. And so I think this will be the start for us, John, of looking for other places where we might be able to work together. And I, I definitely think they exist. And I think you're right that uh, a, a more targeted approach is is easier when we're trying to get this kind of bipartisan these bipartisan bills across the finish line. So again, because because the courts have said not our job. Congress, this is your job, or state legislatures, this is your job. Uh, people have had to go back, and rather than writing one more 2,000-page bill that has sweeping ramifications that have all kinds of things thrown into it, all kinds of spending baked into it, instead going very focused, very targeted, very precision, and you can actually get some things done. And so very interesting, just in the course of our conversation with Representative Jayapal and Representative Curtis Uh, We actually talked about the fact that this bill is going to get brought to the floor of the House in September. Uh, Representative Jayapal said she had already spoken to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. uh, And obviously that is a big deal uh, because they control the calendar when it comes to bringing up pieces of legislation. And they had agreed that this is important. They agreed that this is something that should be done in September when Congress gets back in session uh, and it also happens to be September is Suicide Prevention Month. And so they were able to come together despite all their other differences. I, I actually loved uh, we had a moment where Representative Jayapal and Representative Curtis were both kind of just chuckling a bit. And then and Representative Curtis says, yeah, we, we laugh all the time at just how differently we see the world and how differently we see the role of government or how to solve problems. And they do it with respect and dignity and because of that, if you can if you can really respect the dignity of your opponent, they can also become a crucial ally to you. Uh, and that's what we saw, again, based on what some have called a setback in terms of gun regulations in the courts. So it has forced Congress to act in a little different way. Now, we also know this week that there was a vote in the House uh, on a bill enshrining interracial and same-sex marriage into federal law. Now, why were they doing that? Because, again, the courts have shown that they don't think it's their job, and they're right. It's not their job to, to write law. Again, that's state legislatures, and that's Congress. And so bill was brought to the floor of the House of Representatives, and it passed with 67 Republican votes, four of those, coming from our delegation here in the state of Utah. And really interesting, uh, we we looked to uh, Representative Peter Mayer, who's a Republican from Michigan, who also voted uh, in favor of this bill, uh, putting uh, same-sex marriage into federal law. And he actually explained on a Twitter video for his own constituents, he wanted to explain why he voted yes on this particular bill. There's no compulsion. Uh, there's no threats to religious freedom. Um, there is just the simple question of, in the unlikely event that uh, Loving or Obergefell goes away, making sure that there is an absolute chaos. Um, so I voted in favor of this thing tonight. Um, I think it was the right choice from a limited government standpoint, from a liberty standpoint, uh, and frankly, just from avoiding any circumstance where that type of chaos could come down the line. So again, another situation, you had Democrats and Republicans coming together 
Uh, some of the national media was shocked, and they shouldn't have been, uh, but they were shocked that all four of Utah's delegation and all four members of the House uh, voted in favor of this. And I think it was for that same reason, because it was very targeted. It was not sweeping. It did not impact religious liberty. Uh, and it didn't have a whole bunch of other things baked into it. Uh, precision legislation, laser-focused legislation, is the way you get things done. And I actually love the fact that in what many are calling all of these setbacks are actually forcing state legislatures and members of Congress to think again about how they legislate and that they do have to legislate. And hopefully that means that the days of thousand-page bills will eventually come to an end, that we can get laser-targeted precision bills, uh, because then you can get bipartisan support, you can get things put into law by those who are supposed to make the law, rather than Congress kicking the can down the road or abdicating authority to the executive branch who does things with a cell phone and a pen and an executive order, and then someone files a lawsuit, and then we're back to the courts. So in what some have called setbacks, I think there are seeds of great future opportunity if we're willing to do that. We can get to better legislation and we can get to better governing. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.